only way to get out of student debt? Go to space and kill some bad guys. This is spoilers. Lord Creator. Hello, everybody. This is Stevie, your host for this week, and this week we are spoiling. The 1984 quasi-classic, The Last Starfighter. Um, mm. I said quasi. <laughs> I said quasi. All right. I think this movie is big with Gen Xers. I'm pretty sure. The 1984 N64 video <laughs> game, The Last Man, Starfighter. Man, I was gonna make that. I was gonna make that joke too. It was like. This definitely looks like 64 graphics. It's one of the originals. It's one of the originals. With a mix of like Atari, too. But with a layer of Microsoft Paint over the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Many hours went into that. But let's go from Weesis to Esist. Um And this week's question is, I think we all grew up with arcades before they went out of business. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were on the arcade floor... And you were going to have a crowd around you. What game would that be? What game would, were you the best at at the arcade where you would draw a crowd? Ah, well, this is Corey recording out of Simi Valley, California, a.k.a. Kylo Ren memes. When I was a teenager, I was very good at Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Like, oh, I, I, I fucking whooped some ass on that game. <laughs> so I'd have to say that one. Uh, but I, arcades were around more when I was... Uh, on the younger side, they started to like phase out. It seemed like in the 2000s and later, and now like I think there's only like Dave and Buster's and other stuff. There's no arcades around here anyway. Um, when I was younger, I played this game. It's kind of like Donkey Kong, but it was Popeye. It was very similar to Donkey Kong. Oh, I think geez. it's like a like a platformer. <laughs> you get the you get the spinach instead of the hammer, like you do in the old Donkey Kong. But I really like that uh, game as a small game. Nice, Pap. Uh, I don't know if I really have a deep connection to arcade games. I mean, we would play it like Chuck E. Cheese or whatever, but, um, I don't know. Uh, I guess the the video game I was maybe best at is in college. Jordan and I would used, used to do like beating Super Mario World without dying challenges freshman year. And then by the end, you'd just be so nervous and like, I don't know if you ever <laughs> held it. Super Nintendo controller with sweaty pap hands, but it's like <laughs> adds ten degrees of difficulty to whatever you're doing. So that was probably my gaming gaming peak. The pap grease the controllers short circuiting. Yeah. It's just slipping up in the air like a bar of soap. You're trying to catch it and hit jump on the way down. I think I'm actually up next before Mikey. Is that okay? Go ahead, George. This is Josh from Goshen. I can't let an arcade segment go by without mentioning Simpsons arcade. <sighs> I was gonna say one time too. Paul drove me. This is when you were like eighteen. He drove me to the South Bend Airport because he found out that they had like one last one left <laughs> there, <laughs> and we didn't beat it that time. But he went back alone later and beat it. So he was a legend. Um, my own story, I guess. Can this count? I was at Cedar Point one year, and they have like a game where you just like go around and shoot threes, like a three point contest. Yeah. And the rim is, like, kind of crooked, but it's not, like, the really, really bad crooked ones. But, like, I was, like, eyeing that from far away. And then when we got up there, I got really intimidated because everyone in line looked like an athletic, like, college <laughs> basketball player. But the group I was with, like, urged me to go anyway. And it was, like, ten bucks, which is expensive for me. But I, like, ended up draining a bunch, and the crowd was kind of going wild for the skinny yeah, the skinny pimply white boy draining threes and i got a lebron jersey from it it was pretty great that's awesome do you still have the jersey i do 23 calves do you still wear it if i have too many drinks sometimes you'll catch me with it on (laughs) (laughs) uh i'm mikey i'm recording from elkhart indiana uh i don't I don't remember going to the arcade too much, but if first of all, I wouldn't want any crowd around me while while I'm dominating at a video game because that would be the most embarrassing thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But I've always really wanted to be really good at like a fighting game, like Street Fighter or Tekken at the arcade. But I think that would be really cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, this is a very video game centric movie that I didn't know anything about, Stevie. So pretty interested to talk about this one. I picked it for you, Mikey. I know you love video games. I do. Pap Quincy Poet on Instagram like requested we do another game uh pod because of mikey's and stevie's last of us was so good does this count as another one like does this fulfill that no i don't know i mean it's like in the same vein as like ready player one it's video game adjacent <laughs> i don't know if anything will dethrone uh mortal Kombat though in stevie's eyes for video games so mortal <laughs> in terms of quality and special effects <laughs> yep literally <laughs> i the would same. rather watch this than ready player one any day of the week <laughs> Ready Player One's two and a half hours long. Uh, am I up? Yeah, Brett. Uh, I never. I, just a real quick question. I never read the book. Isn't the Last Starfighter? Isn't it kind of a ripoff of like Ender's Game? The book, the movie. Anybody? I thought Ender's Game came out later, but I don't know for sure. I thought Ender's Game was a '90s book. Possibly. Well, then that ripped off Last Starfighter. Jeez. <laughs> All right. Um. This is this Brett. is very influential. Brett from Fort Wayne. Um, I'm kind of like Corey. It was kind of, we were already kind of getting old. We had all the home video games and, you know, Josh and I are in the 36 club. You know, happy birthday, Josh, yesterday. At a point. Um, I'd probably <laughs> say uh, Mortal I was always pretty good at the Mortal Kombat games, so one or two. Who's your character, Brett? Good question. <sighs> well, I always pick the easiest one. Uh, Liu Kang? Yeah, Liu Kang or the, I don't know, Scorpion was my other guy. Yeah, same two for me. <laughs> yeah. The Last Starfighter, 1984, Ender's Game, Book, 1985. So it's kind of Ooh. bang, bang. Wow. Almost like they were competing with each other. Like this and Back to the Future with the DeLorean. Well, it's like you don't know, too, which one started getting written first, really. I don't think Ender's Game guy probably was knew that that was going on, but you never know. Ender's Game is actually really good book with a lot of nuance, so they're not that similar. You've guys. read it, Josh? <laughs> Wait, yeah. the series started yeah. with the 1977 novelette Ender's Game, which mm. is later expanded into the 1985 novel of the same title. Okay, but the real question is, when did Guardians of the Galaxy come out? <laughs> uh, the co- <laughs> Sometime the before this, I believe. Yeah, the comic. Ugh. I think it's an 80s comic. I don't know exactly, though. Guardians first appear in Marvel Heroes number 18, 1969. Ah. The original Guardians is very different than the movies, by the way. Different characters completely. I'm just saying, if you watch the uh, the Guardians now, it's a lot of Starfighter reference in my mind. But uh, this is Stevie recording from Elkhart, Indiana. And video game that I was actually good at uh, if I ever went to an arcade or actually at home, like Mikey said, I was actually good at Tekken. Uh, I loved playing those games uh, all the way through college, actually. But, Mikey, I'll kick this one to you. Uh, we start off in what I will call Sunnyvale West with uh, Joe Rogan's son that he abandoned for his uh, <laughs> for his comedy career and podcast joke. career. Um, Alex Rogan, where is he kind of at in life? Uh, I think he's a high school senior. He's either about to graduate or just graduated and it's the summer and he's working and living at this trailer park with his mom. Working on the scholarship. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he's just waiting around uh, all day for this letter for a loan to go to college. He's, He's in that that hazy summer but before you go to college he's not doing anything but working he hated his life pretty much too i didn't want to get that deep (laughs) in it but yeah he hates everything except for his girlfriend (laughs) he he hates his friends he hates his family he hates his room that he shares with his brother he just wants to go to the tashi station and pick up some power converters exactly Alex, did you come yet? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think so. 
What's it this time, Rogan? You joining the Foreign Legion? <laughs> yes, sir, folks. Step right up. Meet boy adventurer Alex Rogan on the last leg of his worldwide tour to nowhere. <laughs> Funny, Blake. You guys think I'm going to hang out here, watch you shine your pickup, go to the drive-in, get drunk and throw up every Saturday night, go to City College like everybody else. Forget it, man. I'm doing something with my life. Oh, Mr. Serioso. He's kind of an asshole to his friends. Yeah, his friends are douchebags, though, too, especially that one guy. Are they his friends, though? They kind of seem like rivals, but they never really touched... They never, like, dove into it much. I thought that one dude wanted to go after his girl. Yeah, the guy... Mm. Well, he got jealous when he drove her home. Yeah, that's true. Pap, is his girlfriend... I mean, I hate to say this, it sounds so offensive, but... His girlfriend seems a little too pretty just to be living in a trailer park and wanting to live there for the rest of her life. Oh, bro. Whoa. <laughs> well, I mean, this is like the most affluent like trailer park I've ever seen in my whole life. I, I, there are people, there's like literally like a physician walking around like <laughs> off his way to work as he like walks out of his trailer. Like, what are you talking about? Like, but <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's like I, I read a little bit of like facts. Like the writer of this was trying deliberately to not mirror a lot of like lucas's and spielberg's work so like i guess it was supposed to be in the suburbs and then they just moved it to a trailer park which makes sense like i feel like it's a very middle class suburban story right i get the sense he's trying to go to a fancy college it seemed kind of fun like it seemed like a kind of a fun area now i didn't grow up there but like i just thought it was like a nice quaint little place everyone hung out it seemed like everybody got along Mm -hmm. everybody knows everybody no knife fights, nobody busted with meth, just everyone getting along, going about their day. Well, that's why he's such an asshole when he's like dunking on his friends. He's like, well, you guys are washing your truck or doing whatever. I'll be going off to a real college out of this fleet. But he's like, dude, yeah, they're chill. Like, Come on, man. We're just <laughs> hey, dude, we all lake. grew up together in this neighborhood. Why don't you take a chill pill, bro? <laughs> Pap, what college is he going to? Or did he want to go ah. to? See, So is this Nevada? This is in Nevada, yes. Is that is that explicitly stated at any point? I thought it's Southern California. I thought it was California too. I mean, it could be Arizona. I feel like he wanted to go to a big city, so maybe like a Los Angeles school. Or I feel like he's going to Ber- Berkeley, UNLV, or something. I don't. He doesn't really seem to have any specific academic goals. He's no Loudon Swain. Like he's not very motivated <gasps> to like be a doctor and wrestle and do everything. He kind of just wants this loan. To come and like save his life. Yeah. Oh yeah, we don't know what he's using this loan for. We just assume he's using it for college because you would assume if he wants to go to a good school, he has the grades. Yeah, he like goes and picks up a QP of weed and starts selling it. <laughs> he's just flipping bricks in yeah. school. It's just requiem for a dream. Like it's just a guy starting well, a small yeah. business. What else is he doing? He's a master at this video game. What else is he doing besides dealing drugs? There's nothing he's doing all day. He's not studying. Just something I want to point out. Loudon Swain would kick Alex Rogan's ass any day of the week. Who would? Peak Modine. Oh, Peak Modine. Yeah. Alex can't touch Peak Modine. But Alex doesn't get his loan. His mom opens his mail, which is a, uh, I believe it's a felony. (laughs) Unless he's 18, then she might be able to if he's not 18. That's true. That is true. I think he must be 18. He's old enough to join the space military. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's true Very old true. enough to be in the space military but not old enough to smoke death sticks <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous what a universe yeah. we live in but he's all bummed out Alex um, I mean he doesn't know what he wants to do with his life he wants to go find his deadbeat dad who wants to go do stand up comedy or um, you know just be assholes to people that want to enjoy their lives Typical Alex things. But he comes across uh, the arcade game Starfighter. Kylo, bring us down, bring us up to speed of what happens, probably with like the most pumped up part of the whole movie. I love this scene. <laughs> well, it's clear that he plays this Starfighter uh, arcade cabinet very often. It's like the first line of the movie, I think. Where's Alex? Oh, you know where he is, and he's over there playing the game. Later on, we see him playing the game, and he gets... Uh, I guess like the all-time high score, he gets over 900,000. And if I remember correctly, everyone in the trailer park starts like coming out of their trailers to come witness everyone this huge <laughs> epic event. Like it's the greatest thing that's happened in their trailer park, at least for a few years. <laughs> hey, old people, you know that video game you love so much? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alex is crushing it. 
It's pretty good. He gets the big high score. It's his like moment of triumph. Um, I don't know. A cat's pawing at the screen. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> oh, a command ship. <laughs> they do have like a specific shot of a cat that a dog can join the show. It's hilarious. <laughs> I thought yeah. they were going to ruin it. Yeah, I was hoping his brother was going to trip over the cord. <laughs> My cat, normally not into TV, was very interested in the cat watching Alex play video games. <laughs> Dr. Wong. Dr. Wong, Stevie, the famous you cat. Love this, you love this scene, though? You thought it was, is this one of your favorite scenes oh, in the movie? Oh, I love this. It has a lot of heart, right? I like it's it, It's got too. a lot of community sense, like Brett was talking about. Like I, I love like the community of the trailer park. Yeah. It's just so strange, because it's like... This easily could have been a done been done with like just him and what's that one <laughs> dude's name? Uh, Otis. Yeah, just it could have just been him and Otis there. Otis, Otis enjoying his tobacco. Alex enjoying his game. But instead, everyone in the trailer park drops what they're doing, and I thought his brother was gonna ruin it the entire time. Like when his brother <laughs> was like pushing people out of the way. I was like, if this kid ruins it, I hope he gets punched right in the jaw. Because he did that earlier. The enthusiasm of everybody is just so jarring because you have to assume that this is the entire community's only form of entertainment if they're all so pumped about this. Nobody has a VCR, well, nobody has a that, TV. That lady and her stories or soaps or whatever. Yes. Yeah, everybody, <laughs> everybody takes turns playing the video game. That's the only thing they got going on. For miles in this town. Who in the trailer park used to have the high score? Was it Otis? I don't... Mm, good question. I bet that douchebag... I seemed it was like a pre-programmed high score. Like one that like comes with the machine. Uh. Right? Because no one had even seen the command ship before. Like no one <laughs> even knew there was an end to the game. The high score initials are just ASS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's Costanza's... What, what was his game? Frogger. Frogger. Yeah. I love how there's like a communal like understanding of the game too. People are standing around like, oh, over nine hundred thousand points. Oh, 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 oh. He's going for the power up. <laughs> Did anyone else think like the big uh, climax of that scene was like super slow and boring? Like the thing circling around and they're like, concentrate. You can hit him, and like I'm like, what is he trying to do? <laughs> He's in a cutscene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Press X to continue. Wouldn't it like have made more sense for Alex to like fail at this instead of winning? If Alex fails at this in front of the whole community, he's on suicide watch after <laughs> oh, yeah. twenty four hours. <laughs> yeah. He's not like, having this a good is week. A very different movie <laughs> <laughs> that happens. He needed this win. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny, Pat. But yeah, Alex uh, brings down the house. He's a legend of the trailer park. Uh, life is good, but um, yeah, pretty much his girlfriend doesn't still doesn't want to leave. Uh, she's under the impression that Alex is going to go on to better things because he got a high score in a video game. Uh, <laughs> I found found that baffling. Her reasoning. Yeah, I mean, there's some serious uh, '80s logic. Now that going I know that here. you invest all that time playing video games, I know that you're gonna just. <laughs> become so successful you're gonna go out there and crush oh, it man. kid i have like a stevie question but i think it's maybe inappropriate it'll make stevie uncomfortable hit it i don't care it's a podcast we can love edit it. it out love it hit it how f- what's the main character's name alex rogan okay how far have him and his girlfriend got oh that's a good question over the pants stuff probably alex seemed like a pretty square dude <laughs> I mean, i'm saying they're like super into each other but like they're doing a lot of making out and ear licking apparently so yeah. it just seemed to like like it didn't really mesh but then again they're like 18 so they're young and they probably shouldn't be doing that make out point was probably like a big deal to yeah. them it's like they went to like hump mountain or anything make out point was probably as far as they yeah. got just mouth stuff yeah they're not really used to this gland stuff <laughs> <laughs> they say that in the movie the beta guy he's like my favorite character him and otis josh you're a big star wars dude right Oh, big big Star Wars Probably guy. Probably the biggest on the pod. Yeah, I Someone, think <laughs> most of it's uh, Kylo hates it. <laughs> but Alex, um, we find out that arcade game is not really just an arcade game. It's more of a simulator and a test. Uh, what's our Obi-Wan character like, Centauri? Just like the simulations. Um, I, he's in, he is the music man, I think. The guy who plays Centauri, Robert Preston. 
Um, but he is just like classic Hollywood guy. <laughs> um, that is such a good description. Hollywood. <laughs> he's kind of like, he's in it for the money, but he also kind of like knows what's going on. And he's street smart to an extent too, I would say. He's on cocaine, probably. <laughs> so much cocaine. This is his last role, right? Uh, before he died. Uh, last film role. He was in two TV movies. Oh, that's sad. Otis didn't make it. Otis didn't make it very long. I've seen there a couple years. Oh, sorry. I'll stop with the morbid stuff. What about the dogs? The dogs are dead, bro. The cat's alive, but the dogs oh, are man. dead. Jeez, how big is Brett's Google Doc? <laughs> Hello, excuse me, son. The store's closed, Mister. I'm not here for cigarettes or bubblegum, my boy. Can you tell me the name of the person who broke the record on that game over there and where I might find him? Alex Rogan. You're looking at him. Alex Rogan. <laughs> who are you? Centauri's the name. I invented Starfighter, which is why I'm here. It is? It is. We have to talk about a matter of utmost importance. Step into my office. Like, I think this movie really wouldn't get made without the help of Star Wars. Uh... Brett, what do you make of like the set designs when we get to like like home base with all the different alien races, like where Centauri takes them, like compared to Star Wars, like and Star Trek for that matter? I was actually going to ask you this just to show you how uh, bad I am at this kind of stuff. Besides, like the double budget of let's say Return of the Jedi, why does that look so much better? Is it is it just like the Lucas Industrial Lights and Magic thing, or is it just one movie trying to be cheap and one movie not. So I think I can answer this. Okay, go ahead, Corey, and then I'll get into your question, Stevie. Sorry. Oh, God. So there, there is a typical look, I think, for 70s, like, future sci-fi stuff. This movie, even though it's in the 80s, has a lot of that. But I think the unique thing about Star Wars in comparison is, like, a lot of the stuff that you see is, like, dirty and, like, it's like old for them, but you know, it's, it's futuristic for us, but mm-hmm. old as fuck for them, you know, aside from like the Imperial stuff, but we kind of see that later on in the movie. I actually have a good description for their space station. It looks like the line of, um, space mountain at Disneyland. Yes. <laughs> it looks like disaster transport for those Midwest Cedar point residents. <laughs> Regional jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the same thing. It looks like a rides line. Yeah, the sets in this movie are just we I mean they're just odd and like even like the attire as far as like what our hero wears is just bland. Well, they made him wear a tan spacesuit. Like what kind of design choice is that? Make him a cool color or something. Something Make him pop a little on screen. Yellow, blue, green, red. Color choices matter and they made him really boring. Purple. Not just that, I think like on the interior, like it's just lame to have bald dudes as the main species, right? Hermans? <laughs> they look like old men named Herman. The main villain looked like Jim Carrey as Lemony Snickets. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> just a massive crow magnon forehead. Well, it's the yeah. Star Trek alien look. That's where like everything is yeah. the same as a human except the forehead. Why is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because, well, the Roddenberry effect is like they want the aliens to have a visible mouth and visible eyes so that you can still get their expressions and relate to their humanity or whatever. But that's not true for all the aliens. Like he gets like a sidekick alien pretty soon. And that guy's like full cosmetic. I mean, he looks like a walking turd or something. <laughs> yeah. What's that little iguana's yeah, name? Grig? Grig. That dude cracked me up this entire movie. <laughs> I mean, Pat, did you love when he was screaming, shoot? Shoot! Shoot! <laughs> yeah, I thought he was great. And I'd, I've never heard of the Roddenberry effect. That's really cool. I thought that, like, this character probably, like, really exemplifies that. Like, his eyes always had this funny look. Like, he has a laugh, Stevie, that you do sometimes. I'm 99% sure you got it from this movie, which is pretty funny. You've done it like our whole friendship going back to sixth grade, and now I know the source. Probably. I mean, I watched this movie from, like, when I was, like, four to ten years old a lot. 
So you're right. Greg probably had a profound uh, <laughs> influence on my life, which is my laugh. Does he look like one of the characters on Mandalorian too? Which character? Uh, like when they're in that breakout and they have like that big beefy guy with them. He's um, when he's with Redbeard. Uh, it's in those episodes. You mean the devil guy? Maybe, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, they're called like Devil Devonorians or something. Yeah, <laughs> that reminds me a lot of Greg. I don't know why. Something about just the practicalness of the mask. I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought like the the Greg mask or makeup, whatever it was, was super cool. And his totally human eyes, just not altered at all, just straight up white guy. Just eyes. straight up white guy eyes. That's all they need. <laughs> his his wife was a babe though. <laughs> Greg's or Dan O'Harrelly's. Griggs. Oh, okay. Wasn't it just Grig? Yeah, it's pretty. And that's just a, a, <laughs> and a white Grig. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Definitely just joking. Yeah, that species got are like, a lot of kids though. That species, they're they're like pugs. You can't tell which is a boy and which is a girl. They're just the same. But um, this movie to me is kind of a simple story, which is <laughs> actually I don't even know if it's simple or not. There's so many different names. Uh, it's like a hero's journey with a Excalibur twist, right? Like it's like the the conceit of it is really good with the video game, right? Like I think that's pretty brilliant, even though it's like it's a taking a bunch of like ancient story tropes and like remixing them. That and Centauri had one of the funniest lines of the whole movie, which was, "Do you know how hard this was to get this out before Christmas?" <laughs> that to me, <laughs> get in the store for Christmas. Pat, you said something in your letterbox review that I didn't even think about until you said it. It's like 80% of it is him like fighting against wanting to go. It's like I've never seen mm-hmm. more a higher percentage in a movie of, you know, it's usually like the first act. He's like, I don't want to do it. But and then he, you know, second act, he's preparing third act. He finishes it. But this is like he finally agrees to do it with 30 minutes left. And then they go right into the battle. Well, compare it to Star Wars, like the, the it's a classic part of the hero's journey, like the refusal of the call or whatever. I'm, I'm sure I'm not calling that the right thing. No, but that's right. The Star the Star Wars analogy, like Luke doesn't want to go with Obi Wan, and like when does un- like his family die, like Uncle Ben or whatever? That's like probably immediately, um, like <laughs> ten minutes into the movie at most. Like it's such a different jumping off point. It's like this movie belabors the point of him not wanting to save the fucking universe. Like yeah. this is like his passion. This is the only thing he has in his life. How can we spend half of the movie trying to convince him to? be the good guy he has no reason not to he has nothing back home yeah it's weird does it make the movie worse though pap in your eyes no but i it's weird is it not it's weird but there's a movie that did it 99.9 percent of the movie which is a movie called man of steel (laughs) where superman literally does nothing for two and a half hours that's a good pull and a good point and also fuck that movie yeah i like man of steel I've never heard anyone say release the Snyder Cut of Last Starfighter. So good point. Uh, good point. <laughs> yeah. Believe me, if you watch Man of Steel, he literally uh, is an impassive hero for 99.9% of the movie. Or just a passive hero. But I like Henry Cavill. Me too. I don't like Alex Rogan. I love <laughs> Henry Cavill. No. Why do you like Alex <laughs> Rogan, Mikey? Uh, he's whiny. And <laughs> he has also has a doppelganger that's even whinier than him. <laughs> Explain Beta to us then, Mikey, if you hate him so much. <laughs> I love Beta. Uh, I love just, Beta. Uh, well, I guess they wanted to keep this girl involved in the movie, so they left uh, a clone of <laughs> of Alex. <laughs> she's a babe. She is a babe. Oh, yeah. I like her a lot. I think she's a good actress, but we want to keep her in the movie, so we need an Alex on Earth to just keep her occupied and very almost have sex with her. Uh, without Alex's knowledge, <laughs> um, but yeah, he they, he's just a, a pawn really to distract any like would be assassins that are after him. And if he gets killed or anything, or if they find out that, well, I'm kind of talking way farther into the movie, but like, go ahead. This is a really streamlined movie. I I don't really know the reasoning. It's just like, oh, then they know that he's not dead. He didn't die with all of the other starfighters or something. They know that he's still on earth or out in space which is trying to stop confusing their- to me can you guys like answer me something like were the, like all the starfighters that amazing or was like a prophecy about alex like about being the last starfighter that i didn't know they about made, 
they made it seem like he was better than them, but I mean, they were all, I think, good. But I don't understand why the one starfighter was to be so feared. Because he got over 900,000. Everyone else only got 800,000. <laughs> <laughs> no one else finished the game. They just got close. They could have used that uh, that kid from The Wizard. Remember that movie, Brett? California. Yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> they could have got that kid. He, oh, he was been too a good. good. Starfighter. Well, too Pappy good. mentioned Excalibur earlier, and it's actually mentioned by name in this movie. But yeah. for some reason, the Starfighters are like basically the knights of the round table or something in this Ren? movie and that's a friend they're so <laughs> powerful like it, that starship that he's in is so much more powerful than like everything else combined it's just like a matter of if he can like navigate through it or something it says they said at one point he could take like multiple direct hits and i don't even know if he ever did end <laughs> up taking a direct hit Oh, he was getting blasted at the end. Was he? I was like, oh, why isn't he dying? And then I remember that his friend was like, yeah, this baby can take a whole crap ton of hits. <laughs> There's a lot of plot armor on this bad boy. <laughs> Slaps roof of spaceship. <laughs> I have a question for Corey real quick. Yeah. Who's a better shot? These Armada planes or stormtroopers? Oof. Stormtroopers, maybe? <laughs> They're all really bad. Like, they missed... So many times. <laughs> There's a moment in the in like the caves where the Armada plane was literally 30 feet from Alex, who was just like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and he missed like 10 times in a row. His friend was screaming at shoot! him. Shoot! Shoot! <laughs> Only a stormtrooper could shoot with that kind of precision. <laughs> I love how Grig just like uh, trolls him afterwards too. Like, maybe you just don't have it in you. Like, <laughs> it would have been a good plan. <laughs> Just gaslighting him. You almost got me killed! I admit, my deepest apologies, Alex. I had hoped that by putting you in the thick of battle, a great starfighter would emerge. But alas, perhaps there was never one within you to begin with. The digital effects in that cave are amongst the shittiest in a movie full of really, really <laughs> shitty... This is one of the first ones ever. Actually, this is the first one to have 3D CGI. Oh, you can tell. I read that that particular scene in the cave rendered incorrectly, and they ran out of time and money, so they left the incorrectly rendered version in the film. (laughs) It looks like we're flying through a gray colon. It's so bad. (laughs) That's how Ant-Man defeated Thanos. (laughs) They were so preoccupied if they should, they didn't, or if they could, they didn't think if they should. I mean, they... They should not have used them. Like you said, it's one of the first, but they should just have not done it. Like, I, I don't see how budgetarily speaking, it's cheaper necessarily, you know? I think it'd be awesome if it was Ant-Man flying into Thanos' butthole and they used those graphics. Then it would be awesome. Stevie, do you think it would have looked better with miniatures? Or I know you have a lot of nostalgia for this movie. Do you like the, the digital effects? I'll say this. As a wee child with no concept of film whatsoever watching this movie, I thought it was incredible. As an almost 30-year-old man watching this, I thought, what the hell were they thinking? Um, It's kind of like the whole um, uh, Fellowship of the Ring like animated movie, where it's like, why would you do both? Um, They could have easily, I mean, I wouldn't say easily, but... I feel like miniatures and spending more time in like the cockpit would have been a much better idea than going for it. Well, what were they trying to do with this movie? Were they like getting a new PC or something and like, hey, let's test this bad boy out. Let's see what kind of visual effects we can do or something or. No, I think they were just riding the wave of sci-fi in the late 70s, early 80s. I mean, you have to remember Star Wars was the biggest thing in the world at this point. I haven't seen Tron. Does Tron look bad? Tron looks terrible. Tron's 2D CGI and well, oh, is it? Okay. some 3D, I guess, but it's not in a Whoa. realistic plane. But uh, yeah, the grid. Don't say CGI. We'll get yelled at. It's what they call, it's what they call it. CGI. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, Tron looks every bit of bad. Is like the grid looks as bad as you'd think it would. <laughs> <laughs> I actually know what you mean by the grid, but that's because of South Park. Yeah, it 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 just looks 
that terrible. Speaking of South Park, this is also a, an episode of South Park, like this whole movie. Is oh, it really? really? Yeah, Wait, they like one? tributed it or whatever. I think which it's episode? Butters. Like he gets like a, a mobile game or something. And he's like, <laughs> oh, that's that's uh, K- Kenny was really good at uh, the the one in heaven where they're fighting hell. Yeah, it's Kenny. That's right. Oh, yeah. I never and he keeps, actually connected yeah, the two. That's a two part thing because he's in a coma and hair keeps bringing it back to life. <laughs> and then, yeah, we need the chosen one. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That's like that's like when like the PSP came out, I think, and Kenny was good at the PSP. <laughs> yep. Huh. I never connected those two. But uh, yeah, this um, movie is a whole lot of being passive and an ending that has two parts that I think are insanely hilarious. Um, Josh, <laughs> can you kind of break down what? Uh, Grill did or Grig did to the ship with those buttons at the end to destroy all the ships. Um, so it cracks getting... me up every time. <laughs> uh, are you talking about when they finally unleash the the death? Break, the, the break dance uh, uh fighter ship? Yeah, Death Blossom, the Death TV. Awesome Blossom, extra awesome from Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> uh, God mode. I I think what I really remember in here is that they have to use this death blossom and it sends like all these cluster bombs that are just like heat circles or heat seeking missiles out. In Contra, there's like a certain like ammo type that does the same thing, but every all of them shoot out, all these like little ships are destroyed. And then like the main tanker ship using this death blossom uses up all the power. So like Grig does this really cool move where he like siphons power off the life support system which is a really risky move he, like is Greg it? doesn't really seem to care if he lives or dies Greg he has like 6,000 kids <laughs> <laughs> he also doesn't care if Alex lives or dies he didn't give him any choice and then he gaslights him to stay out there <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just love when the ship starts break dancing and the CGI just looks so horrible like it, it makes it it almost makes the movie for me, but the part that really makes the movie, Pap, do you know what I'm talking about with the two guys at the end? Uh, no. <laughs> Josh does, though. Josh, go ahead and rattle this off. It's my absolute favorite part of the entire movie. Yeah, so this big tanker comes, and since they're out of power, it's just going to ram into them <laughs> and like destroy them. But they get the power back on because Grig, you know, sets up the life support system. They get out of the way. They juke out of there. And they can't stop themselves, I guess. They get stuck in the moon's gravity. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this guy kind of goes out do, like Captain? a boss. <laughs> do it, Mikey. What do we do, Captain? We die. <laughs> and then it just goes I head first. I love it. They're like classic Star Trek Klingons in a way, because like they look kind of scary and ugly, so you know like they're the villains, but they also like <laughs> they're they're like willing to die. And there's also other Star Trek like little references here and there. I don't know if they're references so much or just things that are borrowed. Like the Universal Translator he gets earlier. That's a Star Trek thing. There's even an actor that was in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. We talked about like those bounty hunters that are like trying to kill Beta. One of them is like human for a minute or two, and that's the fucking that's Gold Ducat right there. I think the word you're looking for, Corey, is knockoff or ripoff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> tribute, blatant plagiarism, homage. Yeah, blatant homage <laughs> with a with just with a dash of plagiarism in there. Stevie, what's the league of like good guy planets called? The Rylands. Like the, but they have like an alliance of like peaceful planets. There's so many different names in this. I can't keep up. It's like they were trying to build a giant world that never took off. Well, it's like they, it was like the exact same thing from Fifth Element where they had these like buoys floating in space, essentially like building a wall around it. And like, I don't know, like after like Game of Thrones, like I'm pretty sure they're the bad guys, right? Like <laughs> the people who build the wall trying to keep everybody else out aren't usually the good guys. Typically not. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, wall hey. was called the frontier, hey. I think. But there's yeah, there's a lot of like space names getting thrown around. 
So many names. Rylos, the Kodan, the Zerg. Gonna build the wall and the Kodans are gonna pay for it. (laughs) Uh, The Ryland Star League. The Ryland Star League. Against the the Kodan Emperor, Empire. Kodan Empire. Uh, uh, I mean, there's Zer, obviously, who's a traitor. Lord Krill. (laughs) (laughs) I, I feel like the bad guys were like some of the most undeveloped bad guys ever <laughs> i love a good 80s bad guy and i didn't say i didn't like him that guy had cracked me up zur nailed every checkbox there is to nail in every 80s bad guy lore um also i mean who are the actual bad guys called the guys like klingons i don't know what they're actually called the codan emperor was it codans codans yeah, the codans the codans codans <laughs> Yeah, uh, I actually kind of like those characters a lot. I kind of wish they were in the movie more. Like our, the main two we have that wanted to kill Zer the entire time. I love Zer's power move of just popping in with his giant head to leave a very ominous message. It's a real bad guy move. <laughs> Are we going to talk about the head melting scene or did you guys already talk about that? I was just about to bring that up, Brett. Go ahead. <laughs> that was a little... Uh, and a pretty light movie that was pretty intense. Um, <laughs> I thought it was funny. Yeah. No, it's it's funny, <laughs> but like the when when a Snicket's pops in to to talk to his dad, <laughs> Mister Snicks. Um, Mister Snicks thinks that he's got this like perfect plan and his master spy, but uh, Lemony definitely caught him, and you get to see his brain his face melt while he screams like a little pig i mean it's it's pretty funny it's very like (laughs) isis murdering someone on camera ish there's a good bit of like quasi body horror with the uh the beta cuck robot guy when he's like (laughs) (laughs) when he's transforming into the actual like alex human form you see him like his like skin like growing and like pulsating when he's in bed. You guys covered in Elmer's glue. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. First, pretty freaky looking. Wait, what's your explanation for that? Why was he covered in Elmer's glue? I had no idea what was going on. Because <laughs> he found all the Playboys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Lewis. Holy shit, Kyla. Poor Lewis. But I kind of like that brain melting scene just because. I mean, I hate to use the word subverting expectations. It's like Josh will jump through my computer and punch me. But um, there's a couple scenes where they do it where like the like the inside trader plants what you think is like a bomb in the uh, in in base. But really, it's just like knock out the guns for them to die. Also, I think it was Centauri who was pretty much telling Alex, like, there's nothing to worry about. There's nothing to worry about. There's nothing to worry about. And literally five seconds later, a guy's brain is melting in front of him. I thought that was hysterical. But nothing is funny as when Alex Rogan is trying to act sad when Centauri dies. And I feel like this was maybe four hours on set of trying to get this guy (laughs) to cry. And they're just pleading with him. They're putting teardrops in there. It doesn't look real enough. Can you actually cry? And he couldn't do it. That's like me. That's why I'm glad I'm not an actor. I would never be able to cry. <laughs> Jeez, tough guy. It was like he didn't understand that he was dead. That was the best. The that was the absolute best. Like, Centauri? Dude, do you get the context here that he's not alive anymore? Yeah, or? they had the whole thing where they're like, oh, rest easy, man. And then like when he dies, he's like, Centauri? It's like, you just saw him die. My, my wife was like, Centauri's been dead for like five minutes. What is he not grasping? <laughs> yeah, guys, got, he wasn't dead, we'll though. He yeah, what are you guys, he's not dead. Not dead yet, Pap. Well, he didn't know that at we the time. We didn't know it. We just thought he didn't know he wanted and vanished. And Pap, like, they didn't just bring back Centauri because this guy was still hanging around on set. <laughs> they wrote him off the movie, and he was still hanging around. Like, he just oh, didn't okay, want to leave. He wanted to be in the sequel. Well, Josh, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. I was just vehemently agreeing. It's like, he's clearly not dead. He's like breathing and moving. Like the, the actor who's playing him <laughs> is breathing and moving. Like, cause he's, he's not, a bad actor. You didn't think that was his no, bad filmmaking? No, he's not a bad actor. He's the only good actor in this movie. He's the only real actor. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
<laughs> Maggie about? is a treasure. It's okay. a damn shame that she was never in anything else afterwards. Was she not? Oh, she had a I pretty decent career. Yeah, she did. What's the biggest role besides Babe in Trailer Park and Last Starfighter? <laughs> She's still uh, in stuff. Weekend at Bernie's. Ooh. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, her career one. just really skyrocketed. She was in, She's <laughs> been in stuff like this <laughs> year though. Red Dead she's, Redemption Two. Holy shit! She's awesome. She's more Laura. <laughs> Myra. Okay, I take that back. But is Lance Guest that bad, Stevie? I liked him. I got some Bruce Campbell vibes. Ooh, that's not good. Um, I got more of um Diet Judge Reinhold. If you know who that is. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's Diet Judge Reinhold, if I Everyone ever saw Everyone in the it. 80s knew Judge Reinhold. He was, like, pretty big in the 80s, and then, yeah, it didn't really work out for him somehow. My name is Judge. From Fast Times, right? Fast Times in Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, Fast Times. There it is. But, yeah, I mean, I didn't mind uh, Alex. It's just uh, Alex Rogan, Lance Guest. It's just, um, it was really weird how oddly that was edited when he was, like, being sad over Centauri dying, but it was like two minutes afterwards. It was very strange. I know that's all I was. I'm not saying he's a horrible actor, Pat. I just that's all I was getting at. I just don't know if this movie's any better for a big dramatic death scene where he's like having an actual passionate cry. Like we would have killed this movie if it did that. It's way better staying in the lighthearted, fast-paced lane. That's true, but we do get Centauri back. Um, he pulls a Houdini. He just had to go into a coma for his body to repair, I guess, and. At the end of the movie, we get the ultimate question. Is Maggie going to leave her grandma forever to die in a trailer park to go off to space or not? <laughs> I'm sure they Brett, could visit. what happens? Okay, so he comes down, and it's like the slowest reveal ever. We all know who he is, so <laughs> like he finally c- comes down, and of course, you know, the neighborhood all comes out. Uh, they're all pumped and everything like that, and... Uh, Grig comes out and explains how he's a hero and the slow introduction scene with all of his friends. And then he's like, well, I got to go, but there's only room on the place for three, me, Grig, and you. And she's all like, oh, but what about Granny? And it's kind of a callback to earlier in the movie where she's like, I can't leave Granny. So he just gets devastated. Like he puts himself out there and she's like, yeah, I'm not going with you. So he goes back on the plane and then, I don't know. He says no to the engagement on the Jumbotron, basically, is what yeah, she basically, does. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, she's okay with the kiss cam. You know, they, they can make out in front of everyone. But, yeah, she definitely said no on live TV. And he's pretty devastated. But, the one th- at, go ahead. I was going to say, the one thing I took away from this movie was how inviting and welcoming these people at the trailer park really were. If you drop Greg in Florida uh, to any trailer <laughs> he'd park, he'd be beaten to death. He'd be beaten to death and <laughs> shot on sight. There would be no like, hey, I'm chilling. It would just be Florida man kills alien headline. No, it'd be worse. It'd be like some Pulp Fiction shit. Like, <laughs> Pulp Fiction Florida shit. man eats alien <laughs> alive. But yeah, uh, Maggie says, Deuce's grandma, uh, I'm not coming back for the funeral. And she goes off. To never be in a sequel. Real bummer. But uh, that was The Last Starfighter. Do you guys have anything else to add? Well, it's not like Alex didn't give up his family, too. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel bummed for Lewis. Hey, Lewis came out on top with all that porno. (laughs) 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 He's got the video game console to himself now and all that porno. And the room. Where did Lewis get all those Playboys? Those were... They were his brother's. Yeah, his brother's. Yes, that's all Alex had time for. Being an asshole, jacking off to uh, Playboy and playing <laughs> video games. Listen, he was fixing people's soaps, man. <laughs> Not his fault. His dad ran off to do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I do have something to say. So at, at the end, when Alex lands in the spaceship at the trailer park and all the residents see it and they're like, oh my God, a spaceship? What the fuck? And then he slowly gets out, like Brett said. They're like, Alex, what, you've been here the whole time, I thought. And he's like, no, that's Beta. And they're like, what the fuck is that? And he's like, it's a robot. <laughs> but they're like, a robot? What? Get out of here. Like, he just fucking landed in a spaceship. <laughs> I mean, is it not possible there's also robots now? Like, yeah. And there's an alien right next to him. <laughs> yeah. Uh. They immediately pull a gun on the alien, by the way. <laughs> like, <they're> like, <laughs> 
freeze. <laughs> a new kind of person of color. <laughs> <laughs> I had a really memorable part when Beta gets shot in the stomach and they're chasing down the guy so that he can't tell like the evil people that there's a fake Beta and that there's one starfighter left. And Beta just like kicks her out of the car and Anne heroes into it and all explodes. <laughs> and then she just like turns around and screams into space. I love you, Alex Rogan. <laughs> that was so weird. Why did she say that? She should have said, I love you, Mikey Toller. <laughs> it was kind of a strange thing to do, but also Yeah, she like looks right at the camera. <laughs> I typically don't love it when movies announce their movie titles in the movie, <laughs> but this one gets a pass because they said it six times in a row, and I loved it every time. Hit just right for me. But um, you guys ready for some yes or no's? Yep. All right, let's go from Isis to Isis this time. Yes or no's, take it away, Brett. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, this is... This is a yes. Uh, I had fun watching this. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, it looked terrible, but I had fun. I actually really liked the trailer park scenes. I thought Beta was funny. Uh, Maggie was a babe. Uh, I thought the main guy was good. I liked Otis. I, I, I just a lot of characters I liked. The villains were a little underdeveloped, but they were funny. So, yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely yes. I recommend this to someone who likes 80s nostalgia uh, space stuff with weird computer graphics. Can I do Jordan's next? Ooh. Yep. Go ahead. Have at it. Sorry. Uh, so this is from Jordan. It's the return of the ride-in. Jordan's review. Uh, this movie fails because it doesn't <laughs> lead into actually interesting storylines. Like Beta... Alex or Alex being cucked by Jack or Otis's diner or how the Starling settled as that for their universal hairstyle. Uh, also, it's hard to believe this was made after all three Star Wars movies, and it makes me wonder if this is what Star Wars would have been without Harrison Ford. If this movie would have, if this was, if this movie was supposed to be a 108 minutes ad for Galaga, it's a hell yes dog. But as a self-contained film, it's a no dog. And I hope you guys talked about how Maggie looks just like Alex's mom. Uh, that's another no dog from Jordan from afar. All right, that was a little does, heavy. Does Maggie look like Alex's mom? And what does that mean with Alex? Yeah, we definitely didn't talk about that. I don't know what he means. I'm a check. Is he saying that he wants to bang his mom? I'm gonna check this out. Very <laughs> Freudian. Freudian. Well, Jordan is a licensed psychology major. He's always looking at that ankle. <laughs> He's a doctor. Am I next? Uh, yeah, Mikey. Or Josh? Take it away, Mikey. Uh, I think Jordan brought up an interesting point. Like, why wasn't this just uh, associated with a real video game? That uh, I thought that would have been much more interesting. And They tried. Oh, really? With what? Well, they tried to make a Last Starfighter video game Sorry. to go out with the release, uh, but the graphics that were that in the movie didn't exist within video games. <laughs> <laughs> they barely existed within movies, as we can yep. see. <laughs> uh, but I'll have to give this a, a hard no. Oh. <laughs> it was a really bad Stevie. <laughs> I'm sorry if you liked this movie as a kid, but it was just... Uh, maybe watch it to goof on the on the CGI because it's really really bad. But uh, I thought the story was boring too. So, and I didn't like Centauri. Centauri was a loser. Uh, like <laughs> He's a loser. He's a loser. Is Obi Wan a beggar? Hard no for me. <laughs> Pretty much. All right, go ahead, Josh. I'm a Star Wars guy. Yeah. Um. I think finding out kind of even since this pod started recording tonight that this movie predates uh ender's game book predates the wizard by like five years predates back and, to the future and back to the future by year i i definitely see some marty mcfly in in the main character in this and i think they kind of played off that a little bit this is like 
almost like Ice Pirates. It has some sneaky, mm-hmm. like zeitgeisty things that either flowed through it or started stemmed from it. So I think it's interesting. And like a movie that came out in the era I was born about video games. There's a lot of schluck, but I'm going to give this one a yes, even though it's <sighs> just barely holding itself together. <laughs> Um, there's actually a couple times they return to the shot of the trailer park and it's got this really cool neon aesthetic. And I think that's, um, yeah, pretty influential stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. Pat? Truth is one. The sages speak of it by many names. Hard yes. <laughs> what? Is that, is that, is your, that it? Your yes or no? I'm done. Loved okay. it. Okay. <laughs> Loved it. Oh. Dropping the mic. All right. All right. He's making me feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> God. I have no idea what's going on. All right. Do I? Go ahead. <laughs> this is Corey, Kylo. I'm going to give it a yes. This was the first time I'd ever seen this movie. I'd heard about this movie a lot. It's kind of a well-beloved, stupid 80s movie that a lot of people like. Um, I think it fits really well in that category for what it is, and that's why I'm giving it a yes. Obviously, if the movie came out today, it would be a no because it would be weird and very 80s. <laughs> and it wouldn't make any sense, and it would look bad. But in the, for what it is, it's it's pretty cool. Like, it's... It's just one of those dumb kids 80s movies that i don't know you got your stupid little like kind of whiny hero and he has this dumb quest that like like you guys said it's a, it, the whole quest is like back and forth until pretty much the very end but it, there's something kind of compelling about it in its cheesiness and maybe it's because i don't know i'm a child of the 80s technically but i give it a yes not the hardest of yeses but still a yes all righty um, kind of bums me out that Joe and Mikey hated it so much. This is a fun '80s movie, uh, but yeah, I'll give this a solid yes. Uh, I enjoyed this a bunch as a kid, so I probably have a bunch of nostalgia for it. But that arcade scene with the trailer park still holds up. Uh, that still, I think, is just an awesome scene and probably the best part of the whole movie. So I will give this a solid yes. And it's just a fun '80s movie, something to turn your brain off to. But uh, y'all ready for some trivia? You? What's oh, the order? Yeah. Yeah, let me let me interject something real quick just before I forget. Uh, Corey, that South Park was called Best Friends Forever, season nine, and it according to the uh, the commentary, it is partially based on the Last Starfighter. Yeah, and it won an Emmy. Nice. Is I'm it done. better than the Last Starfighter though? That that two parter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> Okay, uh, Pap, I'm sorry to put you on the spot like this every time. Do you know what the order is? <laughs> Stop me when I've said everybody's name. Ace Ventura. Who did that? Josh. 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 Rock. Me. Uh, so many repeats. It's Pat. Me. Corey. Never ending story. Oh, skip never ending story. Let me check. Me. All right, Ace Ventura. Rock. Josh, Mikey, Neverending Story, Brett, me, Corey, Corey Pap. Got your spoiler for you. Got your trivia orders for you. Thank you. You helped me out a ton. I'm sorry. Hey. Okay. The same week that this movie was released in theaters, When Doves Cry by Prince oh. hit number one. On the Billboard um, Hot 100. How many days was When Doves Cry on the Billboard charts? Not just at number one, but just on the chart itself. Consecutively or like... I don't know, I guess... Yeah, consecutively on its its initial run. How many days? Okay. Josh is first. Can I just say, this is kind of... Ironic because in the same year Eric Clapton was recording Behind the Sun when he split with Patty Boyd the first time she eventually divorced him for infidelity. But um, 
That is pretty ironic. That back. is the definition of irony. <laughs> I'm going to say he brought it for back. That. That's just so <laughs> ironic. But I'm going to say 364 days. 364 for Chorish. Money, Mike. 500 days of Prince. <gasps> oh, man. 500 days. <laughs> I love it. Pratt. Uh, what'd you say, Josh? 364. Uh, 363. What was Brett with 363? What was yours, Mikey? 500 days of Prince. 100. 100 for Kylo. It's a low ball. Oh, Bob. Sorry, I'm so bitter about the trivia order. This has sneakily become my longest schneid in the history of this podcast. <laughs> um, fuck. I really don't. Uh, I feel like, uh, fuck, a year is a long time, especially in the 80s. Too long. What about 100, 101 days? <gasps> 101 days. Let me do some math here. Retail price of days of when doves cry on the Billboard 100 consecutive run was 161 days. Why did you have to do math? Well, it's called it's just a dramatic effect. <laughs> Thank you, Russia. Say, uh, you had me thinking that it was in between me and Pappy. It was going to be close. It wasn't no, close. It's at just all. for dramatic effect. <laughs> One hundred and sixty-one days for the Pap. Pap, I'm going to let you sit on this. Can I kick it over to Spoilers Man? Yeah, give me a second, please. Take it away, Spoilers Man. Spoiler Man here. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. To do this, one, search for movie spoilers. Two, click on our orange spoilers bowl logo and scroll all the way to the bottom. Three, leave us some stars and some words. Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. And we are back. Pappy uh, guessed right. But Pappy also lived in Minnesota for how many years? Uh, Two years. One year in St. Paul, one year in Minneapolis. He knows so much about Prince now. It's obvious he was going to win. He's um, friends with him. Yeah, Pap, new prince. Uh, so, Pap, mm-hmm. what are we going to be spoiling next time out? You know, it's been a long time that this movie's been at the top of my list. Uh, or not at the top of my list, but just in my list. It's like been at the top, worked its way down. It's really weird that you had that trivia because it's going to dovetail <gasps> really well into Let's what go! I'm picking. We're doing Purple Rain, Let's boys. go. That was actually on my list, so... I've actually never seen it. I didn't mean to cause you any trouble. I didn't mean to cause you any pain by picking your pick, but Purple Rain. Same year. This will be up for five minutes on YouTube before we get copyright claims from every person in his estate. So listen while you can. Oh, that is. Ghost of Prince will sue us. That is so exciting. That means you too. That means you too. (laughs) Oh, well. Thank you for listening to us, whether it was listening from home because we're in the middle of a pandemic or driving to work because you're essential or just uh, listening to us because you're bored. Uh, I want to say thank you. And please uh, give us suggestions on movies, random movies you just want us to spoil. We are going to start doing that more often. Uh, hit us up in DMs and Instagram or Twitter. Mikey and I are probably going to try and spoil at least one more video game before the end of the year. Mikey, do you have any ideas? Yeah. Uh... I mean, I have all the time in the world, Stevie. You do not have. I have until October seventeenth, my so. friend. I have until October seventeenth. Yeah, so Fall you guys, the podcast. If you want to do Fall Guys, the podcast, I'm down. Just, oh, that'd be fun. That would that'd be, be kind of fun to talk about Fall Guys. But 
Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, that was Spoilers. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean to drop your last name. You might want to edit that out. Do you guys hear it right now? No. What? The, I have no fucking idea what it could possibly be. Was something touching your mic? I no. I, I literally wasn't moving. Like I thought maybe. I thought maybe it was like the Skype mic was going through my headphone mic, and maybe I was bumping it or something. I'm trying to like oh, the scratching noise. That was yeah. you. I didn't hear it, so I assumed it was me, but I mean, that's probably what that means. That was weird that nobody knew who it belonged to. <laughs> it was so loud. Because it sounded like I someone think, like scratching on it jeans like or something. somebody sanding a table well, for an art project. It sounded like sandpaper. For I sure. took yeah. half my headphones out to see if I could like hear anything in the room. But I don't know if it was like Skype or my computer or my bad. That was me. I should have just muted, probably. It's okay, Pappy. It's they're funny bits when something weird, weird noise happens. <laughs> it's I'm always memorable. So Pappy, yeah. I think you just got ghosts. 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 Oh, it sounded like a human. I can. I don't think this place is haunted. My last place was definitely. We haunted. still talk about Brittany making popcorn to this day. <laughs> that was some loud popcorn. Uh, can I not do some woodworking while we podcast? <laughs> she wasn't making. <laughs> she wasn't making popcorn. She was making cookies. <laughs> and then the the the, the grandfather clock was pretty loud. That was a classic. Was that the same episode? Yeah, Road to Perdition. That was awesome. <laughs> the grandfather clock fits with that movie though. <sighs> the bell tolls. <clears throat> Have a good night, y'all. See you, Josh. That was spoilers.